With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. morning to you all, and thank you for joining us here on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I have some wonderful guests who will be stopping by this morning to chat. First, since Gary Lycan, the man behind the Pet Place charitable arm, and I didn't have a chance to talk about all the latest animal news last week, we're going to continue our conversation this morning. Then later, Paula Fitzgerald has a unique line of children's books that you must hear about. It's called my Animal Family, and it's a series of stories that you're just going to love. So don't go away. We've got great animal talk just on the other side of our break, and we'll be right back on the Pet Place Radio Show here on the best news talk radio station in Southern California, KGIL, AM 1260 and 540. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett, and back for the second week in a row is Gary Lycan, the godfather of the Pet Place. <laughs> well, maybe not that kind of godfather. Hi, Gary. <laughs> Good morning, Marie. Nice to be back. You know, I'm sort of multitasking this morning because while I am talking to you, I am also down in Costa Mesa at the Orange County Marketplace where... My partner, Hazel Werfel, and I are at the Animal Assistance League of Orange County event called Pet Days. And we are there all day long, giving out informational brochures and telling people all about the pet place and how valuable a show it is. And we're alongside all the other groups that are also there showcasing animals that need adoption and a good home. So, so I'm talking to a clone today. You're talking to a clone. Wow. And you know, if I flub or something, you realize I had a late night last night because... Last night was the Orange County Police Canine Show at Glover Park in Anaheim, where, again, Hazel and I were at a pet place booth for about three hours before the show started at 6 p.m. And, of course, this is the kind of show where the police helicopters land, you know, in the stadium, and the police dogs jump out, and they have cops disguised as bad guys, and the German shepherds, you know, chase after them. I love those shows. You know, they're great. I have not been to one in a long time, but it Uh it was a terrific evening. And it was good to work with that group, and they've been very supportive of us in the past. So, between last night, cloning myself to be here this morning (laughs) and out of the OC Marketplace, hey, it's a wonderful weekend. You're spreading yourself thin, literally. (laughs) I I know. (laughs) Wow. You know, um, one of the reasons I wanted you to come back uh, today is because we talked a lot about Pet Place um, stuff last week, but we really didn't get into some of the current um, pet issues that are 
kind of what drives the pet place to begin with yes. and, and, you know, makes the reason for us uh, existing. Um, and that's uh, pet overpopulation and the problems that shelters and rescues are encountering. Well, and it's, it's funny, you know, we just used the phrase spreading yourself thin and Orange County Animal Control, although now it's got a new name. It's more like Orange County Animal Care, I believe. Um, they tend to spread themselves too thin in terms of the way that they operate. Um, they have had problems for a number of years. You know, their goal is obviously to try to find homes for adoptable pets, but they have always had an overpopulation problem there. They've gone through a number of crises over the years. The Orange County Grand Jury came out with a unfavorable report on what was going on at the shelter um, in terms of the number of animals that were being put down. Um, I know it's under the arm of a new agency now. The transition happened about two months ago, and they expect things to improve. But again, Orange County Animal Care is at the center of what we're talking about in terms of pet overpopulation. That's why so many rescue groups go there to try and rescue the animals that are about to be put down to try and give them a second chance or a third chance. And it can be very difficult situation sometimes. Um, The county shelter has very strict uh, holding guidelines. They'll hold an an animal for a very set period of time, and if that animal is not uh, adopted during that time period, chances are it's going to be euthanized. Um, Sometimes, you know, if there's a really, really sweet animal that the staff really makes a case for, they'll hold it a little bit longer. But but it's very sad. Um, they just don't have the space to accommodate the constant flow of animals that comes through their gate. Well, I was observing that when Pet Place was at their recent event, I believe it was in end of July, somewhere in the first part of August, and Pet Place was there for an all-day adoption event. And in previous years, toward the end of that day, I would walk the rows of the cages and many of the cage doors were open, meaning the animal had been successfully adopted. But this time, the animals were still there. They had not been moved. There was no sign, you know, saying adopted or whatever. And I was very concerned, and I spoke to one of the Orange County Animal Care people, observing, you know, what's happening? Why are these animals still there? And the explanation came a couple of days later that, well, people... Yes, there were fewer adoptions on that day, but a number of people came back the next day, and actually Sunday adoptions, you know, were up. Um, I don't know if the stats, you know, verify that or not, um, but I know that more animals are coming in all the time, you know, to the Orange County Animal Shelter, mm-hmm. and they need to have policies that allow animals to be kept longer than the time they currently allow. Uh, they need for better ways to give exposure to those animals. You know, right. they they won't come on pet place sometimes because they say they don't have the volunteers. Why don't they have the volunteers? I think they need to kind of amp up their volunteer program and be more embracing to volunteers and not be so rigid in their rules regarding what volunteers can do because, as you know, volunteers want to come in and help in every way they can but if the rules are so rigid that they can only do certain things in a certain way, then you know volunteers are not going to stay. There's no, going to be a higher turnover, and who suffers? The pets. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. the pets at the bottom of the 
line, that's who is, is being harmed the most are the pets. And, you know, this is especially troubling for the folks in South Orange County because the Orange County Animal Shelter is quite a bit of a drive for them to get to. So they don't necessarily have the ability to make the trip up there to go adopt pets or even to find their lost pets. I mean, people who live down in the most southern part of Orange County, um, I mean, that's you know, in rush hour traffic and everything, that could be over an hour-long drive to get it to the central shelter. It can shelter. be a very difficult situation. And while I know that there are coalitions and groups that are set up to try and bring about another shelter down there or another group to have a, a area down there to take in more animals, as we all know, a lot of it depends on the political process, too, and it depends on who is on your city council. And you have to sort of go through each one by one and designate, you know, who is pro-animal and who is not. I know elections are coming up, you know, shortly, and I hope that after the elections there are more pro-pet people on the various city councils than what I understand to be the case right now. Yeah, actually animals are a very low priority for most um, elected officials. So what the South County Animal Coalition has done is they've actually put uh, several candidates that they're backing and supporting on the ballot. And uh, they're very vocal in being pro-South County Animal Shelter candidates. That's like their major platform. And I really hope that they get elected. They've got uh, great people who are helping them get the word out, uh, having special events and parades. And it's amazing. And, and if they could get these people elected, I think we'll see a South County Animal Shelter pretty soon, which will help take some of the strain off of the Orange County Animal Shelter. Oh, I agree. I agree. And the ironic thing is, what you just said, is that even the politicians, the city council people who are now in control and maybe are not as pet-friendly, politically they should realize it is a very good, savvy move to be pet-friendly, especially right now because of the animals that are being left behind, abandoned, or surrendered as people can't pay their mortgage and they move away and all kinds of things are happening in the economy. And for a politician to come forward and be in support of a plan that helps rescue animals that's kind of a warm and fuzzy thing that the politicians should realize would resonate with the voters when they go to the polls in November. Absolutely. But apparently that's not happening. So like you said, it's important to get people in power who really love the animals and will take action to make something happen because you definitely need something for the South County area. That's a must. We sure do. And, you know, it's, it's not just Orange County where we're seeing this problem. I mean, Los Angeles County has had, you know, a really difficult time with all the animals they get. Um, especially they get some some of the shelters in Orange in Los Angeles County are inundated with some of the larger breed dogs like pit bulls, yes. which are almost never adopted because they have such a bad reputation, and so their euthanasia records are are just horrible, and you know something has to be done. I don't, you know, I, I'm at a loss. I really don't know what can be done at this point because the root of the problem is irresponsible pet ownership. That's right. It always goes back. It's not the pet's problem. It's the pet owner who's mm -hmm. been the irresponsible party. But when you talk about L.A., it's also a problem on Riverside. You know, mm -hmm. I hear all these stories about how many animals to get a second chance have come from the Riverside shelter. Mm -hmm. um, German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County, a great group I had on Daybreak recently, the dog I was showing, beautiful two-year-old German Shepherd, it was on the table at Riverside to be euthanized. It was just about to be put down. Maybe God intervened or whatever, but suddenly the German Shepherd just slightly wagged its tail, just enough where 
the medical technicians or whomever were about to inject saw that wagging tail and then looked and could not do it. They could not put the dog down at that point because they saw this tail wag. And so that dog was saved. The German Shepherd Rescue came in shortly after that, took it out, and now it's seeking a good home. And even after we had it on daybreak, a call came in from a person wanting to adopt it. Um, They just need the exposure. It needs the exposure. Because when people think of animals at the shelter... They think of throwaways that you wouldn't want to have in your, right. in your home. And that's not the case. These are beautiful dogs, beautiful and cats. And many are purebreds. Many are Many pure are purebreds. Yes. And people uh-huh. think they have to go to a breeder, and they don't. Mm-hmm. There are, are purebreds that have been abandoned or are just dropped off, and they're there. And, and not only that, a lot of people will get a purebred puppy, and they'll have it for six to nine months, maybe a year, and it's a lot of work, more work than right. they ever imagined. And so rather than sticking with it and waiting until the dog becomes, you know, a well-mannered two- or three-year-old dog, which is about how long it takes right. for a dog to become a good dog, um, <laughs> they'll they'll take it to the shelter and they'll say, we can't handle it. It's too and, much for us. And the other problem is if you get a warm and fuzzy puppy, and that puppy is going to grow to be about 80 pounds, and they mm-hmm. don't realize it until it gets to be about 40 or 60, same situation. Then it becomes a kind of throwaway pet. Right. And that's why we have always said, as you know on Pet Place, you've always said adoption is a lifetime commitment, and people have to think that way. We know the economy is tough. We know that people sometimes are faced with hard and fast decisions about this and that, but, you know, pets should not be throwaway pets. And and many of the pets that you've seen come to Pet Place, you know, can be... Uh, they are perfectly fine, and they are ready to go into a nice home environment. Again, it's the person who surrendered or dumped them that's the problem, not the animal. Right, and then also just such a simple thing as spaying and neutering can have such a huge impact on the numbers of pets that end up in shelters. Absolutely. Can't stress that enough, and I'm so glad that L.A. City has implemented now their spay and neuter uh, law. Yes, it went into effect on October 1st. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of waiting you know, to see how the enforcement part of that will work. But at least it's a step, I think, in the right direction of trying to encourage people on their own to stay in order. Right. You know, it's unfortunate. It takes a law to kind of hold a gun to people's head to say do it. But it's going to be interesting to see in a year from now how effective the law has been. But right. it's a reminder to people, yes, spay, neuter, and do it now. Make that good difference in the lives of animals of the future. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary, thanks again for coming back to the Pet Play sure. Show. We have to take a very quick break now, but we'll be back in just a moment with Paula Fitzgerald and the My Animal Book Series here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. Joining me now is Paula Fitzgerald. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. So um, I had a chance to take a look at a couple of My Animal Family books, and they are just Charming. Tell me a little bit about the series. Okay. Well, it's a multimedia series for children ages 2 to 6, and it comes with a storybook, a DVD, and a website. And the hardcover storybook um, has this original artwork, which you just commented on, which is um, it's digital fine art, and it's just absolutely striking and very painterly but realistic. Oh, I loved the, the two that I happened to see. They were just so beautiful. Oh, good. Um, and 
it tells the story from the animal's perspective about a wild baby animal that experiences a life lesson. And these are, you know, universal lessons that any child would recognize. The animal is lost or it's learning the basic skills to become an adult. And then we tell another story about the same baby animal on the DVD, which is narrated by a child and uses award-winning BBC footages, which shows the wild baby animal in its natural habitat. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and also on the DVD, there's an original sing-along song, and it's composed with the instruments of the country from where the animal originates. Oh, how cool. And then there's a segment called Fun Facts, and that's a slideshow of educational facts about the animal. And what's really great about it is it's voiced and printed, so it helps the new reader with print awareness. And then the third part of the package, and I think really what brings this whole concept into the 21st century, is the website, and it's called mafkidsclub.com. In mm-hmm. fact, if any of your viewers want to go on it right now, they can take a virtual tour. And on the website, this is where the baby animal is represented in its virtual habitat, which is similar to its real one. But here, kids get to be explorers throughout the animal's habitat, and they play games, puzzles, activities. They go on scavenger hunts. Wow, that sounds so fun. It is. And and what's great about it is it's um, every game includes math and reading readiness skills. So kids are learning while they're having this terrific time being explorers. Oh, you can't beat that. You know, you just tell the kids it's time to play a game, and, and at the same time they're they're learning things. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> My parents' favorite deception. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what we had in mind. Okay, well, let me ask you, what inspired this series? Well, originally um, we were sent the BBC footage, and we were very impressed with it. I mean, they've just had amazing shots of these animals. And we thought, oh, we'll do a DVD and book series. And at the same time, we were fascinated by what was going on with the Internet and kids. And we thought, wouldn't it be great if we could bridge the print world into the Internet world and create this very cohesive package? Mm Mm-hmm. And and also, I should tell you, the team of people involved, um, the author is Kathleen Dewey. She was a National Book Award finalist last year for um, a book she wrote in young people's fiction. Um, we have just a wonderful team of people that really care about children. So we sort of wanted to make it educational but really fun. And so that's that's kind of, so you know through many many meetings the whole concept just mosaic together and we ended up with the series. Now right from the beginning you were figuring that you were going to make this a children's series. Yes, definitely. And did you have any plans to do anything uh, further to include the whole family, older children perhaps? Well, well, you know what? What's great about the series is the DVD appeals to all ages. I have. Well, I know I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I do, and I have two teenage sons that sit riveted by it. Oh, wow. So that's so I think that's a really unusual aspect. It's mm-hmm. not strictly just for young kids. Um, the website definitely is. There will be upgrades to the website, but we're pretty committed to the two- to six-year-old range right now. And, and part of our goal was to really enchant kids with the diversity of wild animals. Well, that's fabulous. Now, how many different animals are in the series? 24. Oh, wow. So there are 24 books. Well, there will be. Right now we have four that are out. We have Ella the Baby Elephant, Corot the Baby Chimpanzee, 
um, Nanook, the baby polar bear, and Leo, the baby lion. Aww. Yeah. That's really so, cute. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I know that your stories try and teach uh, various life lessons, and, and they're also promoting family values. Can you give some examples of that? Well, I would say that they're really, um, I think each book is sort of a family portrait of the wild animal and its family, and they face everything that any family faces, you know, cooperation with the group, doing your part, learning the necessary skills to become an adult and to take care of yourself. So they reinforce a lot of these key values. Um, And let me just give you an example. in Ella the Baby Elephant, um, she's very, very much the baby of the herd and likes that position. And then she has a cousin that's born, and so there's a little bit of mixed feelings, but then she takes on the role of caregiver and protector. Oh. So it's it's subtle. It's not sort of in-your-face kind of family values, but it's all reinforcing that. Okay, so that would be a perfect gift for a child who's expecting a, a new little brother or sister. Oh, could be, yeah. You know, who might be feeling a little jealous and like they're not going to be the special one in the family anymore. Right and, right, and within that they find their new role. Which is even better. Yes. Yeah, that's right. wonderful. Now, why do you think it is that children relate so well to animals when animals are the characters in books and stories? I think, you know, I think using animals in children's stories has always been a way to tell universal stories and truths with just enough of an allegory so that a child is charmed and they can identify with the situations the animal is in. Um, You know, it's a very long and ancient tradition. And if you think about it, the best classic books that have stayed in print for generations, like Charlotte's Web or Black Beauty, they've all done this. Mm -hmm. So... So we have a very old and smart basis of what we know, but we sort of brought it into the 21st century with the website. Okay, okay. Now, I I know a lot of people would be interested in in bringing these books to their own homes. How can people get a few copies of these, or preferably the whole series? Okay. Yeah, right now they're currently available at um, Barnes & Noble and also Borders. Okay. And on Amazon.com. And then very shortly they'll be available on MASKidsClub.com. Okay. And do you know the approximate price range for the books? I think they're around fourteen ninety nine. Oh, that's a great bargain. It comes it is. with a DVD. And these are beautiful. They're hard-bound books, correct? Correct. They're all hardcover. Wow. And so you get these beautifully illustrated books with wonderful stories, a DVD, and uh, free access to the website, right? Yes, yes. Tell me a little bit more about the website. That just really intrigued me. Yeah, with the web, the website, um, as I mentioned earlier, has a whole assortment of games. And a child plays a game and they earn points. And when they earn those points, you know, they might hear a voice that says, oh, you need a canteen. So they go into the gear shop. They have a little backpack. Mm-hmm. They go into the gear shop. And if they have enough points, then they can buy that canteen. Oh, how fun. So when they buy that next item that they need, Mm -hmm. a whole new part of the website opens up. Oh, Um, wow. Part of the the habitat, I should say, opens up. So they might be in a lagoon, you know, ready to explore that area. So this is truly a very interactive website. Oh, extreme. They they can't get through the whole thing in, in one sitting. No, 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 no. Oh, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you this. Um, 
these books obviously have taken a lot of time and a lot of care in developing. How long was the whole process to develop these? I know you haven't released them all yet, so it's still an ongoing process, but how long have you been uh, working on this project? I, you know, that's a good question. I, I would say, looking back, about 18 months. To oh, wow. Yeah, it's been... A labor of love for all of you absolutely, guys. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and such an exciting one because each book gets better and better. Oh, hey, I know that the books also come with a secret code. Yes. Um, now, how does that code work? Um, the way that works, well, to even get access to the website, you have to buy a book. Mm -hmm. Inside the front cover is a secret passcode. And what a parent would do is log a child on, and they, you know, create their, they put in their passcode, and then they're automatically logged on to that particular habitat for that book. Oh, okay. So each each little secret code gives you access to a different habitat. Though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well then we definitely need to get the whole series for my family. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have uh, just about a half a minute left in our. Our chat here, is there anything else that you'd like to add that you think our listeners would need to know? Um, I just want to say that the book works beautifully as a read-alone or a read-together book. Okay. And the DVD is something that a child could take to school and share with classmates or a teacher could use easily. Okay, that sounds great. Well, Paula, I want to thank you for sharing these books with us. I think they're just beautiful, the ones that uh, I had a chance to look at. We need to take one last break, but we'll be right back on the Pet Place Radio Share Show here on AM 1260 and 540. Don't go away. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I wanted to ask you this. Are you the proud owner of a dog that's discriminated against just because of his breed? I'm sure some of you may have heard of Chloe the Pitbull, who's a certified assistance dog. She and her owner were actually told to leave a Walmart store because the management was concerned that the Pitbull would harm the customers. Well, if you know Chloe, as I do, she wouldn't even harm a fly, and she's a big pushover, so this really didn't go over well with her owner, and her owner got the media involved. Well, shortly thereafter, Walmart did apologize, but still... Pitbulls and other large breeds are regularly discriminated against in a variety of situations, no matter how well-mannered they are. So, on Saturday, October 25th at 10 a.m., there's going to be a special March for the Bullies in Brea, beginning at Founders Veterinary Clinic, located at 330 North Brea Boulevard in the city of Brea. The march welcomes gentle giants of all large breeds, but especially pit bulls, to promote breed awareness and responsible pet ownership, and to show the community that these dogs are really big sweethearts when they live in a loving family. For more information and to join the Roverlution, contact the Founders Veterinary Clinic at 714-990-0661 or visit www.roverlution.org. And as always, I encourage you to check out the Pet Place website at PetPlace.org. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260 and 540. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.